Thank you, worship team, for that music selection. Speak to my heart. And what an appropriate way to begin our message this morning. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you and we honor you and we bless you for being the God of our salvation. Lord, you are the potter, we are the clay. Mold us, shape us, make us, break us to what you need us to be. Holy Spirit, we give you full authority. Minister through our mind, speak with our tongue, love with our hearts. In Jesus, your name we pray. And all God's children say, amen. Well, Grace City, we are in the sixth week of our Onset series in the book of James. And last week we began chapter two and looked at verses one and four through four, where James calls his audience to the ministry of impartiality. But being partial is a part of the nature of our humanity, but it is not a part of God's nature or a part of the divinity. Living out our human nature as partial and being more partial or having favors to the fortunate is dangerous because as believers, we can discriminate, be judgmental. And James calls that evil. And this week we're looking at verses 5 through 13 and aligning ourselves with God's nature of impartiality. Here's the scripture this morning I want to lift up. This is verses 8 through 9. If you really keep the royal law found in the scriptures, love your neighbor as yourself and you are doing right. But if you show favoritism or partiality, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. Again, we're going to talk about the ministry of partiality. Great City, if you have lived in America for just a little while, you understand that policies, privilege, and power is afforded to those who are rich. We paint a narrative of if playing the field is even, the playing field is even, and all we have to do is work hard, believe in God, get an education, have good family values, marry the right person, and life will be prosperous for those who do these things. But Grace City, I've been around long enough to know that people who are poor are dealt different hands and opportunities than those who are more fortunate. In other words, systems work differently for those who have money versus those who don't. See, the systems are partial to those who have resources. What do you mean, Pastor Coy, the system is more partial to those who have resources? Well, I'm glad you asked. You can see partiality in our criminal justice system or favoritism in our criminal justice system. Under criminal law, both rich and poor have a right to a speedy and fair trial and counsel. It also says if you can't afford a lawyer or counsel, one will be appointed. That we know that in a criminal justice, that's the criminal justice way attempting to be impartial. But we all know that there is a difference between a public defender and those who can afford private counsel. We also see partiality in our education system or favoritism in our education system and attempt to be impartial, the law states all citizens have a right to a free and appropriate education. But we do not, but there's a difference in free education versus private education. 
We even see partiality in our healthcare system. You know, uh, an attempt to be impartial, we try to have a healthcare for all. We want everyone to have healthcare like the Obamacare, but we know Obamacare is different than Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Let, let me be honest this morning. I've never attended a public school a day in my life. I've never needed public assistance or a public defender, but I have spent my entire career helping those who are less fortunate. Why? Because I fully understand that the only reason I was able to go to private school, have a great health insurance, and never needed public defender is because of the grace of God. It is not because God has been impartial or partial towards me. It has been my responsibility as a Christian to help those who are less fortunate, those who cannot afford private schools or attorneys or insurance. See, what I've discovered is that everybody has been dealt a hand in life. Some of us were dealt good hands, some of us were dealt bad hands, and some of us have dealt okay hands. But life isn't based on the hand that you dealt. Life is based on how you play the hand that you dealt. See, I remember growing up and going to college and playing a card game called spades. And I remember one time I didn't have any spades in my hand and I wanted to throw my hand in. But I was playing with a partner and my partner said, Coy, go ahead and play it. Go ahead and play it. I said, I don't have anything in my hand. They said, play it anyway. And what I discovered, we end up getting 10 out of a possible 13 books because although I did not have anything in my hand, my partner had all spades in her hand. And Grace City, I come to tell you this morning that God's love, God's compassion is absolutely impartial. It is not about the hand that you've been dealt. It is about the partner you're playing with. And I come to tell you, our partner is Jesus. And Jesus is the one that's fully impartial. He, he All you have to do is trust in him. Trust in the Lord. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Because we serve a God that is impartial, not to the rich, not to the poor, not to the black, not to the white, but he is fully impartial because of his grace and his love. Well, this is where we are in the text this morning. Jesus addressing his audience about being partial to those who are rich. James says to us, there is poor among us and we should not be partial to the rich because it's never been about having the right hand, but it's about having the right partner. Verse one admonishes in, 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 in last week, says to us that's brothers and sisters in the glorious Jesus Christ, we are not to be partial or show favoritism. James acknowledges that it is natural for us to, to show favoritism, but he warns us because when we mistreat others who are less fortunate, we are in risk of being evil. He goes on to say and begins his pericope in verse five and says these words. He says, listen. He opens verse five with the word listen. James is addressing his audience from the heart of a pastor who wants his people to understand that God's heart of this matter, he is corrective, but he's also trying to build the body of Christ. He says, listen, 
I know it is natural for you to be more partial to those who have something to bring to the table. Listen, he says, I know you're partial to people who are more financial and economic secure. But listen, I know you like to be around people who think they're more like you, who think more like you. But James says, listen, I know you want to be around people who have been where you're trying to go. But James says, listen, I know you're more attracted to people who move in your sphere of influences, more in your class. But James says this morning, listen, James, as a pastor, understands our tendency to be partial to those who are more fortunate and align more with those values. But James says to us this morning, great city, listen, listen, our natural nature is to choose those who are more fortunate. But listen, God's nature is to choose those who have who are less fortunate. Grace City, this morning, which nature are you pledging your allegiance? God chooses those who are economically deprived, downtrodden, broken, and he is absolutely impartial to those people. And the question this morning, Grace City, our alignment and our allegiance is called to the ministry of impartiality. With Grace City, when you're accepting God's calling into the ministry of impartiality, God's love is aligning with God's character. Look at verse five. Listen again. Watch this. Listen, my brothers and sisters. Has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom? And he promised those he loved him. But you have dishonored the poor. It is not the rich who are exploiting you. Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble name of them who you belong? James says, listen, think about this for a moment. To be partial to the rich and to turn your back on the poor cannot be a response to God's character or his word. In other words, to be partial to the rich is a misalignment. God chooses the poor to show impartiality. Let me say it again. God chooses the poor to show impartiality. Now, I know it is natural to be partial to the rich, but too many of us, be careful, because too many of us will put our council culture eyes on the text and read God is partial to the poor and so he has a problem with the rich. Watch your council culture eyes. That's not what the text is saying. No, God is saying those who he sees as that people see as inferior, outcast, and less important, God nature is to choose them first. He's not counseling out the rich, but what he is doing is saying those who we put on the side or see less valuable, he chooses them first. God already knows our natural nature is to choose and align with the more fortunate. But I'm so glad that God's nature is a nature that chooses the less fortunate. So the reality is, Grace City, and even in God's, in our choice of choosing the more fortunate, I understand that oftentimes that's the smartest choice. But God doesn't necessarily make the smartest choice. 
Many times God makes a foolish choice. <laughs> let me, let, what do you mean God makes a foolish choice? Hear the words of Paul in the Corinthian church. For since in wisdom of God of the world, through his wisdom, he did not, we did not know him, but God has pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. See, our salvation wasn't necessarily the smart thing, but it was definitely God's foolish thing. He loved us. He was a fool that fell in love with his people that he was willing to save us. Paul also writes this, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were influential. Not many of you were noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world and despised things and the things that are not nullified and the things that are so that you may not boast. We may not have been the smartest choice, but God knows we were God's foolish choice. And I know us we the foolish choice because the, the, the philosopher Aristotle said unconditional love is absolutely foolishness. But guess what? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever, somebody say whosoever, is impartial, this impartial, this agape love so that you may be have eternal life. First thing I, we see is God's love is impartial and it reveals his character, which is to love those who are less fortunate. The second thing I see here is God's law is impartial, which reveals his sovereignty. Look at verse eight and nine. If you really keep the royal law found in the scripture, love your neighbor as yourself and doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and convicted by the law as a lawbreaker. Whoever keeps the whole law yet stumbles and just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. James says that God's law or God's royal law is loving God and loving our neighbor. God's love is absolutely impartial. And when you are doing, going to fulfill the law, in order to fulfill the law, James is making a point. You have to love God and love your neighbor. Which then brings us to the question then where Jesus addresses this, this idea of who is my neighbor. Oftentimes when we think of neighbor, we think of people who live next to us, people who live in our hood, people who think like us. But G Jesus deals with this with a, with a parable called in the Good Samaritan. Where you see the Good Samaritan is an example of a neighbor, one who's on the outside, that treats someone who has been harmed, who's been beaten, who has been down on that luck, who needed to be taken care of, who needed to be shown mercy. A neighbor is not someone who simply identified anyone, but it's someone who's been down, someone who's, who, who's, who needs a need of help. Jesus is calling them a neighbor. James says that when we're partial to the rich and are guilty of failing to fulfill the full law, God's law, God's law is sovereign and partial, which God's love is loving neighbor and loving those who are rich and poor.
James calls that to keep the royal law. God, James is calling us to the ministry of impartiality. The first thing I see is God's love is impartial. The second thing I see is God's law is impartial. But the last thing I see is God's liberty is impartial. Verses 12 through 13 says these words. Speak and act as though who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. And mercy triumphs over judgment. James is saying, live and act as if the freedom or the liberty that you have is not partial because of who or what you are. But live and act as if the mercy that you have is absolutely impartial and it is because of God's grace and mercy. It is because God's grace and mercy that we are able to be where we are. James admonishes again and for those who judges others, not understanding and acting like it was something in and of yourself that allowed you to experience this love. See, the gospel or this freedom, this the gospel uh, of liberty and the law of liberty, we are free because of the good news of the gospel, which says we are free because of the love and mercy of Jesus Christ. We have total freedom because he is totally impartial. God's warn James is warning his audience that it is mercy that needs to be shown to those who are in a low place. And when we show judgment to those who are in a low place and discriminate those in a low place, he's very clear. He calls that evil. James is calling us to be impartial, knowing that it is counterintuitive to our human nature, but it is totally aligned with God's nature. This week, James aligns us with God's nature. God's nature is impartial. God's love is impartial. God's law is impartial. God's liberty is impartial. He calls each and every one of us to the ministry of impartiality.